definitely human. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Efficiency and aplomb, our heroes have dispatched Dylan, who so egregiously abandoned the principles of etiquette. To inaccurately accuse their host of vampirism is rude enough, but soaking a hospitable man in holy water would get you thrown out of even the roughest Docklands Tavern. As they survey the remnants of a promising dinner party, abstinence bravely salvages what nourishment she can. Enchantment! Ideology! Pax Fortuna! When Summoned Before the Magistrate, Part 2. My gods, is is he dead? I obviously, I just want to be really close to the blood, so I'm like bandaging the foot up, and then, you know, as I'm doing it, I'm sort of like licking the blood off my hands and then like continuing to bandage. <laughs> uh, Lord Jasper watches you and says, uh, my, my dear, I can't help but notice you are drinking the blood of this man. Oh, not really drinking. I mean, it's kind of like um, gives me a little bit of energy, a little bit of pep. So it is true then. What's true? You are a vampire. No, no. I don't know what Dylan is on, but I am not a vampire. Oh, I see. Looks over askance to the others. Guys, no, I'm not a vampire. Abstinence. Obviously, if you say you're not a vampire, then you're not a vampire. But you know that exactly. if, if you were a vampire, that would be okay with us, right? Yes, of course. There are many superstitious folk around, but uh, I harbor no ill will towards the vampire. I just feel like I. there's no way I can be. I'm not like sleeping in a coffin each night. It would explain quite a bit. It would I explain feel. you drinking blood. It would explain that. There is that. That's just what humans do. I agree, yes. It seems like a perfectly normal human thing. Alfonso, you're a human. We don't drink blood. As a human, I can attest I have never I've never met a human, human who blood. drank blood. Indeed, it is not common. You're not from Fortuna, though. No, I'm from Mortheim. I have visited Mortheim, my dear, uh, and I assure you, the common folk do not drink blood. Well, I just thought that was, that's how we did it back then. All my family have done the same. I grew up this way. I'm in the corner of the room, sort of away from where all of this is happening, just nursing my wound. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and uh, heal myself. Cool. Uh, do you have a way that you want to do that? Do you have anything particular? The way mind? that I've always done it is I'll just mm. have some bits of mud and herbs and stuff that I'm just going to like stick on the wound and hope that does the job. Please uh, roll then a medicine check at disadvantage. 
three. Well, the mud packs in very neatly into this cut and the herbs sting a little. Please roll a d4 to see how much damage you deal to yourself. Three. You deal three points of temporary damage to yourself uh, just damage. by rubbing mud into your blood. And I'm like, yes, yes, much better now. Can I go up to Selwyn and kind of put a hand on his shoulder and say, uh, Selwyn, I can't help. Yes. I, don't, I don't mean to pry, but... Um, pry away? I'm a very open individual. Well, uh, the mud that you've just shoved into your wound seems yes. very unsanitary. I tap my nose. Orc medicine. Okay, it, it, is it though? The wound that you just packed the mud into looks quite red and a bit raw. Um, yes, it's very painful. <laughs> I did get stabbed a bit. You did. Um, but uh, I, what can you do? Medicine can only go so far. Well, I I have some access to some healing magic if you'd... Oh, if you'd, healing magic. If you'd like that. I would love that, mostly just for the experience. Because I met a man who... Uh, well, I met a dwarf, could do healing magic, but uh, he never got round to it. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just to feel what it's like, it looks quite pleasant. Yes, I'd love that. I don't know if pleasant's the word for it, but um, can I summon over PM17, please? Yes, you can. Uh, in the background, uh, Lord Jasper has summoned his own undead servants to kind of clear the tables. PM17 comes in. I would like to, uh, I guess, put one hand on PM17 and then my other hand over the wound mm. and sort of drain some of the remaining life energy from PM17 and funnel it into Selwyn to try and heal him. Okay, yes, you use your uh, arms as a conduit for the life force, leaving PM17. Please roll D8 to see how much you heal. Three. So you've broken even out of this. <laughs> and uh, PM17, PM17. Are you keeping track of his hit points? Yes. I have eight, he has 12. Oh, I'm very impressed. That's not at all like I thought it would be. Totally different to uh, dwarf magic. Well, I'm uh, pleased to help. You know, this is how we do things. This is how we help people. You know, can't do it a lot. So hopefully we're not too many more stabbings will take place. Beam at you and say, Alfonso. And I clap you on the shoulder. Thank you. I sort of wince at the meaty hand <laughs> on my back. And my, my, my pleasure, Selwyn, my pleasure. Lord Jasper beckons his undead servants over and instructs them, uh, please take young Dylan to his chamber and uh, please restrain him so that we will have no more unpleasantness. What's a vampire? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, there are lots of conflicting stories, aren't there? I heard stories of in exotic parts, not necessarily Mortheim, aristocrats living in castles, drinking the blood of peasants, that sort of thing. But we live in a castle back in Mortheim. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, and in the old days, maybe I would have tried to vanquish you, but everything's changed. We're all monsters now, you know. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, some of us are monsters. That's better. I don't think you're a monster, Victor. Oh, that's sweet of you. You Thank should you. Uh, have more confidence. You're a very strong man. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> In many ways, that's all that really uh, matters. I suppose that's right, yes. Especially I mean, for our line of work. I do have a massive sword at the end of the you day. You do? What it's else? a lovely sword. And I've Thank got you. an axe. It's a great axe. Thank you. Uh, I've got a name for it. Do you have a oh. name for your sword? No, I don't have a name for the sword. Oh, yeah. you've got to have a name. What's the axe You've got to have a name. Well, I was thinking... So I've got this axe. And what does an axe do when you think about it? It cuts things? Chops things. Chops things. Yes. It's uh, sort of a chopping motion. But then I thought, hang on. Everyone have thought of that. So the divider is what I went with. Because it's sort of the same, but it's got a little uh, personality. That's badass. I don't have a name for the shield, though. It's just a old bit of wood that well, I found on the beach. Well, we're getting a little bit off track. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for protecting me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Whatever that guy threw really stung my hand. Yeah, can I investigate? 
uh, I guess he, he said he had like a vial of yes. water or something. Can I look at the vial and see if it is actually water, whether it's like some form of acid or something? Yes, please roll an arcana check. Uh, advantage, you have a skill, right? I do indeed. I'm used to chemicals. Eight. Eight. Um, it is water. You can tell it has some kind of aura around it. Dylan said it had been blessed by Father Cranley. That seems to check out. But I suppose, um, Lord Jasper, if it was acid, I mean, how are you feeling since I, unfortunately? I am unfortunately uh, wet, but it's nothing I haven't had before. Don't worry. <laughs> Lots of water thrown <laughs> on your dinner parties, is it? Well, as the young man was saying, there have been rumours about me. You will understand that... Uh, Living as I do, people uh, become suspicious. Mm. Yeah, well, it seems to be water, admittedly with some form of um, aura around it. But mm. Mm. You can see him sucking the water off his beard. <laughs> <laughs> what does that sound like? <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. That's what it sounds like. Like a hamster in a cage. Like. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so sorry for this terrible turn of events. I only have guests once every ten years, and uh, I regret how this has turned out. It's quite all right. Uh, a bit of excitement. That was uh, fun in a way. Yeah. Lord Jasper, I must apologise for making a mark on your table. I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel just awful and for you know getting blood everywhere. If there's anything I could do to help, please let me know. Don't apologise for getting blood everywhere. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> abstinence. Because <laughs> you like blood, don't you? Yeah. Love it. So no matter, no matter, uh, the staff will clean it up. You're very understanding. Thank you for your hospitality. Well, uh, perhaps I can make it up to you somehow. Yes, yes, perhaps I can. Uh, please follow me. I would like to show you something. And he leads you towards the back of the house and unlocks a door in the furthest part of the house on the ground floor, which swings open to reveal uh, a library. Even though he keeps it locked, and you can't be sure why, seeing as he's the only person here, it looks like he must spend a lot of time here. The carpet is more worn than outside, and there are even now small candle lamps throughout the room. Oh, books. <laughs> Great. Ooh, books. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Bookshelves reach to the ceiling, and they are old, dusty tombs. They don't seem to be organized in any particular way. As he leads you into the center of a the library, there is on a pedestal, you can see something beneath a small glass dome. This uh, is an object of my own invention. You see, not all of the rumors are false. I dabble in magic, and beneath this dome, he lifts it up and takes out what looks to be a deck of cards. Is a very special deck. I use this as a sort of uh, a safe if you will. It's a fairly plain looking deck of cards. Uh, the backs are brown. It fits neatly in the palm of his hand. Uh, only uh, I may draw from the deck, and as such, I keep my more priceless possessions safe. You see, this deck uh, has within it other items. How? Well, I can imbue each card with an object. And so by drawing the card, it summons that object back into being. Incredible. Can you choose a specific card? Or is it chance? It's chance, <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. But uh, all the better to keep my treasures safe. Absolutely. Wow. Sounds amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I came up with it myself. <laughs> so it's uh, sort of like uh, pockets. Yes. I've got a lot of pockets already. I mean, it doesn't seem like the sort of thing that's... that. Hard to come by. Is it mostly mud and oranges you're keeping in your deck of card pockets? No, uh, I, of course, could keep a thousand oranges in this deck, but uh, a it is A thousand for... oranges? <laughs> <laughs> 
Now I'm impressed. <laughs> well, all right. I kind of should have led with that, really, but... Uh... In way of making it up to you, abstinence, I will present you with a gift. That's really uh, too kind, Lord Jasper. I will draw from the deck and you may keep whatever it is that emerges. Okay. Is it like pick a card, any card, or...? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he uh, holds the deck and invites you to take a card off the top. Okay, I take the card. Could you roll a d20, please? Put it all on black. <laughs> yeah. 17. You take the card and you look at it. It appears blank. There's nothing on the face of it. Uh, but then you see it start to uh, fizz from the top edge. And then in a shower of embers, it disintegrates from the top to the bottom. And wow. on the pedestal, you see what appears to be a monocle. Is that a monocle? <laughs> Lord Jasper indicates it and says, Ah, this. This was a gift a very long time ago from a lady, as it happens. Okay. It's going to look very fancy in it. That's lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much. He hands it to you, Absence, and says, This monocle is uh, enchanted. If you look through it, it will translate any written language. Oh, wow, that is useful. Thank you so Indeed. much. Selwyn, why don't you write something down? Oh, right, uh, in in my native yes. language. Uh, yeah, okay. There is a, a desk nearby one of the armchairs with a writing paper and uh, a quill on it. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> sort of scanning the desk, looking for something to write with. You, you, you can use the feather. Oh, right. Uh, Thank you, Alfonso. I take the feather and I just scrunch it in my fist <laughs> and then just sort of stab at the paper. I stab at the paper and like make some sort of etchings. It looks almost like uh, chicken scratchings or something. There you go. And I slide the piece of paper over to you smiling and say, it's my favorite thing in the whole world. I pick up the paper and I look through the monocle. Gold! Yes, gold! <laughs> I love gold. Jasper is delighted and gives a, a little applause. Yeah. Fantastic! Oh, so I can write you letters now? Yes, I look forward to receiving your letters, Selwyn. Well, uh, yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> I'll mostly be about gold. <laughs> I'm very busy. <laughs> Most generous gift. Thank you so much. I pop it in my top pocket. You are very welcome, my dear. Got any books on vampires in here? Um, I'm sure there must be something around here. There must be thousands of books in here. He calls one of his undead servants into the library and whispers into his ear, and then the servant goes looking. He starts at one end of a library. And Jasper says, I'm sure something will turn up by the morning. <laughs> I, I unfortunately do not keep this library very well organized. Um, I've read most of what's in here, but I've forgotten all of it pretty much. Uh, that's why you keep the books, right? So you don't have to remember. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I personally didn't uh, finish all of my dinner. Is there any food? Left? Yes, uh, I'm sure the dining room should be cleared up now. Let's, uh, we can go back in and uh, finish our meal. Well, when you go in, there is another new duck. Oh, oh Same wow. dish again. Okay, he's just been replenished. He's a very rich man. My hero. Uh, Lord Jasper, you're, um, are the undead preparing food for us as well? Or do you have a, oh, a they chef are. I then? have no living servants here. And they, they're able to follow complex uh, commands. They, they are. Don't... Well, it takes a long time to uh, instruct them. You have to walk them through stage by stage of uh, cooking of a meal. But then you can envelop that set of commands in another. And then you give them the Ur command and they will carry out that task. And I suppose because they last so long, yes. they're able to learn Over as the it last were. 
15 years, I have taught them much. Or the undead I work with, obviously, unfortunately, due to their fast expiry date, they are only able to Oils, follow the most my boy. Oils. It's all in the oils, do you, have a, yes. do you have a recipe or something for these oils? Well, I use uh, pork fat. If really? Very uh, easy to obtain, uh, closest to uh, human oil as well. I suppose the only risk of that, of uh, going through Fortuna with undead covered in pork oil, is all the animals that will quickly attract. I suppose that's one of the benefits of living inside a Indeed, a yes. And remember to massage it deep, deep into <laughs> their flesh. I'll keep this in mind. Thank Don't you very much. Don't be shy, boy. They have no minds. They cannot judge you. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper, I shall take this under advisement. Thank you very much. Yes, you're quite welcome. You don't have any monarchist leanings, do you, Lord Jasper? Um, well, I regret the passing of the monarchy. Ah, good. Yes. yes, of course you do. You seem like a sensible man. Very Although our current system is a noble experiment, I think uh, perhaps it is time to admit that it has failed. I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm sorry to disappoint you, uh, Alphonse. I drink deeply my wine and sink <laughs> into my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Things were more ordered in the old days. Yes, and... weren't they? And there was more jousting. <laughs> Way more jousting. Indeed. Uh, well, I've only seen jousting uh, in other countries. Um, I can't say I was much taken with it myself, but uh, assuredly... Commerce comes with its own problems. I see no reason why we should be ruled by the tyranny of the market rather than by... A... The tyranny of a man, yes, of course. Well, a leader may be benevolent, whereas yeah. the market <laughs> if they're not, cannot. It doesn't matter. God put them there. It's, it's how it's meant to be, you know. Well, I am not a religious man, but uh, I, I see that you uh, agree with uh, my thoughts. So I don't suppose you've made any moves in that direction. Is there much political will in Fortuna to restore the old order? Unfortunately, uh, um, in Fortuna, they are already quite set in their ways. They have adopted this new dogma with uh, great verve. Well, that's fine. People change their minds all the time, don't they? <laughs> I regret that uh, it may be too late for Fortuna. I've, I've been uh, looking through genealogy mm -hmm. books in the Fortuna library, and I have not had any luck finding out what happened to the uh, the old royal bloodline. After the fall of old Fortuna, unfortunately, most of the records were burned. Indeed, there is uh, very little information on what even happened. Okay, well... Thank you for Regardless, I do not think help. the public would accept a monarch anymore. Um, well, you haven't been outside in public in a long time. Have you? But I, I hear more than most people see. Mm. I'm afraid for any revolution, as it were, it may be necessary to uh, entirely start again. Entirely start again by... <laughs> burning the city down? I mean, it's, it does seem to be quite effective, just burning things down. Burning things down, yes. It like does... we did with that uh, big house. Yeah, yeah. We, we burned the kitchen and uh, <laughs> the fire spread so fast and it, it really got the job done. Everyone else was running around and oh no. Metaphorically, Selwyn's speaking metaphorically, yes. Well, I share his enthusiasm. Perhaps uh, something more drastic is needed. This, uh, this... Purely hypothetical, <laughs> entirely hypothetical coup you're perhaps talking about would put me and mine very much out of work. He uh, gives a, a croaky chuckle and says, <laughs> Oh, young Alfonso, there will be a place for you. Don't worry. We'll, we'll you are a, a hardworking <laughs> man and 
I'm sure that will be valued. But my my pension. <laughs> I've been working on that for years. I don't really uh, care either way, to be honest. As long as there's somebody giving me gold of some kind. <laughs> Lord Jasper yawns and says, I'm sorry, uh, my esteemed guests. I think it is time for me to retire. I will uh, see you in the morning. See you in the morning, yes, thank Lord you. Jasper. Thank you for tonight. Yes, thank good you, night. Jasper. He uh, walks uh, slowly out the door and beckons to his servants um, to come and start clearing the tables. Do you all think he was implying that he's genuinely up to something? I don't feel like he could have made it more clear, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just checking. You know, I thought it might be wishful thinking on my part. That's great. <laughs> Somebody else is conspiring to overthrow Fortuna. That's fantastic. I'm glad you've found someone who shares in your sentiments. I'm not convinced myself. It can't be worse than it is now. I don't know. I, I do like the way it is now. And I don't think I've been anywhere that has a monarch. Is it? Is it good? Is it quite good? I oh, mean, it's amazing. It's so good. But then abstinence, you had one and you ran away from there, didn't you? Yeah, very boring. The endless parties. <laughs> yes, the endless parties, the pageantry. Same tired conversations. I much prefer being in Fortuna where there's this vibrant mix of people and we're always getting up you to... You can always have a vibrant mix of people in any kind of society. It's all about mischief. making your own fun, but doing it in a way that God would approve of. <laughs> but what if your God-approved monarch is malicious, perhaps, towards the people? Well, then you just deal with it, don't you? You just live with the chips you've been dealt by fate. It's not... this. You have to understand, it's not for us, it's not for the bulk of humanity to decide what happens. It's for a few very specific people. Yeah. Ordained by God. <laughs> exactly. I'm uh, not sure if I'm uh, <laughs> totally on board with that way of thinking, Victor. I think it's probably lucky that you're just uh, just a big bit of empty metal. I think that's probably for the best. No offense. Anyway, good night. <laughs> Before I go to bed, can I quickly try and um, heal up? PM17 after draining his essence earlier. Yes, please roll the d4 to see how much you heal him. One. You heal him by one. He looks slightly more uh, uh, perky than he did before. Okay. Uh, at night, there's no sounds coming from the rest of the house. The undead servants are fairly quiet if they're doing anything. The music has stopped. Uh, you're not sure when it stopped, and you sink into a deep sleep. I'm just lying flat on top of the bed. Okay. I'm lying on the floor. You're lying on the floor? Yeah, right on the bed. Bed's a bit too soft for me. I'm very much under the covers, nice and warm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're hanging from the ceiling. Upside <laughs> 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 down. <laughs> well, um, Victor, could you please make a perception check? Two. Uh, you have a very restful sleep. Good. And notice nothing out of the ordinary. I'm having very nice dreams about the future. Yes. <laughs> um, Alfonso, could you make a perception check while you sleep? 19. You hear some sounds of movement in the room to your left, and maybe something else happening down in the corridor as well. Okay. Abstinence, could you make a perception check? Three. You notice nothing. You have a very good sleep. Seven, could you make a perception check? 15. You awake. You're not sure when it is. You drowsily rub your eyes and, and slowly come to your sentences and you notice there is at least one person in your room. Uh, I get up and greet them. Hello. You see two of the undead servants standing next to the door. Uh, they approach you and please make a strength check. Oh. Eight. One of the undead servants claps his hand over your mouth, a big meaty paw 
that is actually quite supple and uh, <laughs> oily. Uh, well, moisturized. Yeah, it's, well, it's not it's not oily that it gives off oil, but you can tell it's it's been well looked after, almost a manicured hand. And the other grabs your arms from behind and marches you out of the room. Okay, um, I suppose I'll get up out of bed and quickly, kind of hastily, get dressed to a degree. You know, sleeping my underclothes or whatever. Yeah. And, um, Okay. The the commotion. By the time you've got dressed, you hear nothing anymore. Okay. And I want to peek out the open the door and peek out the corridor. Do I see anything? There is one undead uh, servant walking down the corridor uh, with what looks like a tiny vial. It seems to be glowing blue. There's some very light, translucent blue cloud in that vial. And you, so you said I could hear sounds both in the corridor and in the room opposite. Yeah, yeah. I'll go into the room where I heard the noise coming from then. From Victor's room? Uh, yeah, if that okay. was Victor's room. I okay, noise, so, um, yeah. so you go into Victor's room and see him lying there on the bed. His uh, visor is open, okay. but you do see him inside there. He's, it's glowing blue. Can I shake Victor? Victor, are you, are you okay? Oh, yes. Is it is it time to get up? What's going on? You feel a little lethargic. I feel a little lethargic. Can I, five more minutes? Is that, is that I, all right? I, heard I was a, having a really nice dream. I had a, a bit of a noise in here. Are you? I'm, I'm fine. I mean, the only noise in here is you. <laughs> Alfonso, what are you doing? Go back to bed. It's a, but I, I heard a, a hmm, okay. Uh, maybe I'll check on the others. I saw some, I saw some of the servants doing something strange. Really? Maybe, yeah. Maybe mm. I'll check on the others. Uh, you be prepared. Okay. Well, um, if if the servants are sneaking around being strange, then maybe we should yeah. uh, go and investigate. Yeah, I think so. I'll follow Alfonso. As you both leave the room, you notice that uh, Selwyn's door is open. Yes, we'd like to poke our heads in and see if Selwyn's okay. Selwyn, you okay? Uh, you see soil on the floor and the bed is empty. Selwyn, you are taken downstairs to where the ground floor is, but then through a previously locked door, you are taken down a set of stone steps into what looks like a basement. Okay. Down here, you find uh, Lord Jasper holding a lantern next to a table and some kind of apparatus on it. The undead servants uh, then restrain you on the table. And he says, Ah, my boy, I'm so sorry to have to do this with you conscious. It is a paradox much remarked on by tourists that while Fortuna does not respect aristocratic status, it has a greater density of lords and titles than anywhere else in the world. Of course, our titles are not passed on, but are distributed solely according to merit. So, while a lord of Mortime will have done nothing to deserve the reign they enjoy, a lord of Fortuna will undoubtedly be a person of ability and value, trustworthy and beyond reproach. You've been listening to When Summoned Before the Magistrate, written by Maximilian John and produced and edited by David Knight, Tom Dalling and Maximilian John, with music by Jonathan Day, starring Charlie May as Abstinence de Montfort, Harry May as Alfonso Boyo, David Knight as Selwyn Bloodstorm, and Elizabeth Smith as Sir Victor Bartolomei. I am Maximilian John, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at Visit Fortuna. If you are enjoying the show, you can listen to the whole 26 episode series right now, available on our Patreon to $5 subscribers. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human.
Pax Fortuna is a definitely human production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 